0: Welcome to 2024. Happy New Year, folks. We're starting this five-week month with an archived episode.
1: True, but it's a really good one. Aren't they all? Well, at least we are at a 98% success rate of excellent episodes.
0: Sensei, are you starting the year with made-up percentages again? I think I am,
1: but you have to admit, it's pretty accurate in this case. All right, well... Percentages aside, we're 100% about to play this episode. So let's get into it. Enjoy it, folks.
2: This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations.
1: Welcome back. Before I get into today's subjects, I want to go back. And that's funny because today is about being in the here and now. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to read something that Sensei Rudy sent me about our episode on mixing the elements. He says, For me personally, I tried to function as even a keel as possible in my everyday operations. I try not to let what I consider to be minor things upset my apple cart. That's a great one, right? That's a good sentence. Yeah. He continues on. My foundation is built on analytics. For instance, I am programmed to analyze the situation that is presented in front of me, come up with options to deal with it, and then implement a plan of action. And again, that's something that we've talked about a lot of times. Correct? Okay. Okay. Here it goes. I equate the summoning and the dissolving process to sending something out on the internet. Once you click the send button, there's no going back. (laughs) Yes. So one more from Sensei Rudy, the ability to do this is not something that you can learn overnight. It's like any other aspect of your training. You must practice this over and over to become proficient. Hmm. So a big thanks to Sensei Rudy and hopefully this will encourage other people to get in touch with us, right? That's Send us audio clips. Us. Now back to today's show. Today we're going to talk about when you mess up. So we're familiar. <laughs> oh, <yes.
2: laughs>
1: and my co-conversation friend is Randy, my nephew and
2: also karate student. Hi, everybody. Randy here.
1: And also, of course, I have with me Landon. Hi, everyone. And Sensei Jackie. Hey, everybody. Anyway, mess ups in grown-up terms, are often called failure. Uh,
3: Sensei. And this may bring our audience down. I don't know.
1: It could, right? us. I originally wrote this script way back when I had Sensei Jim Harmon on, and we did that episode about firsts, because that's an area where you're familiar with this, correct? Yes. But I recently got a great audio from listener Megan, and it was her audio about mindfulness that brought this back up into my head and made me get it back out, think about it, and put the two together to see what happens. So we can certainly agree that although everybody defines words in their own way, there is a portion of mindfulness in letting go of mistakes. That's for sure. Sensei, I think we talked about what a very bad rap failure gets in the Wabi Sabi episode. We definitely talked about it in the Wabi Sabi episode. So go back and listen to that one if you haven't already heard it. That was a fun episode. Okay, let's just put this out there. When things go wrong, instead of feeling content or happy, you usually feel like?
2: Dark, dreary.
1: You really feel like you're batting your head against a door. Chaos.
3: Yes. It just feels like a cloud is coming to suck you up. So
1: nobody's saying that it's easy. No. That's right. That's the point of that. And I'm going to go ahead and start with one of Megan's own ideas and her own words. Hi, Megan. It was so great to hear from you, and I hope this encourages other people to record and send something to us. Here she is.
4: Hi, Sensei Michelle. Hi, Sensei Jackie. And hi, Landon. This is Megan. Sensei Michelle and Sensei Jackie know me because I was Sensei Michelle's student for a long time. I've been catching up on the podcasts because I was a little bit behind, and I just wanted to send a message and say that My two favorite podcasts so far have been the one with the stories about Master Collegian, and I have my own story that I might share, but the other one was the one with Shelby and Mindfulness. I've been trying to practice mindfulness for a while now, and the value of mindfulness was immediately apparent to me because of my training in Goju. So whenever I think about or even practice mindfulness, I mean, not in the moment of practicing, but I always think of karate and I always think of Sensei Michelle. And I also think of kata, especially tensha. Tensha is just such a very mindful experience. It's all about focusing on your breath, but also, of course, on your movement, on the tension in your body. And I mean, I don't have to explain it to you guys, you know. And a lot of katas are. Kata, in my opinion, is a very mindful experience. And mindfulness is about being in the moment. By focusing all of your attention only on yourself, on your breathing, and your movements, and what you do. I personally felt that when I started really getting into mindfulness, that karate prepared me for it. Because I had already done so many things that were so mindful, not just in meditation, but in the very practice of karate. So um, I just wanted to share that with you. Bye.
1: Thanks, Megan. It does make me smile to hear a voice, right, guys? Oh, yes, yes, Sensei. So how does that living in the moment relate to failure? So you got to let go of the
3: past in order to be in the present. Well, this one, like many before, is easy to say, but a little hard to do.
1: It is unbelievably difficult to do.
3: Crazy.
2: Yes. It's, it's so much easier to fixate on whatever failure or mistake you made and just never get your eyes off of it or forget it.
1: Yes. Anyway, when you take a chance, life is exciting and rewarding, kind of adventurous. Us. That should be enough of a reason not to shy away from doing things that, you know, could go either way, right? <laughs> Us. Us. Having said that, let's list in no particular order. Some bullets that make failure worth it. Again, let me just reiterate, failing, especially publicly, well, let's just say it feels yucky.
0: Mm. You know, I know this isn't necessary, but we should remind the listeners that here we're going to use the general you when speaking so that it applies to all of us.
1: Thanks, Sensei Jackie. I think that is worth saying out loud. Us. We're not telling them what to do. We're telling no. ourselves what so like we wish human. we could do better. Us. <laughs> Okay, Randy, start me out here.
2: What we get from our failures, I think, is we just get it out of the way. You think the next time you do it, whatever, I've already done it once. I failed, whatever. but right. so you on.
1: learned something. Yes. Let's try to think of some time that we are willing to share on the air where we learned something. Did anybody think of one? Yes, because it, when I'm teaching
0: and I try to get a point across to, especially to the kids, That's and I just fail miserably. So I try to pull myself
1: up and say, well, what could I do better next time? That's a good one, isn't
0: it?
2: Uh, I agree with Santa Jackie because we're all teachers.
1: Oh, I have an easy one. Cooking, right? (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, I wasn't cooking on TV or anything. Okay, so, well, that started out heavy. Speaking of heavy and lighter, I'm going on the light note and
0: touch on inventors. Did you know that Google says Edison had one thousand unsuccessful light fixtures before he got the light bulb. And he was told by
3: his teachers that he was too stupid to
0: learn. That
3: one Which I, I found like.
1: surprising. A little caveat, just in case we need it for those of you who are light bulb fans. We know that Edison wasn't this great guy. We know that back in the day, there was a lot of infighting, outfighting, overfighting over who got credit. I get all of that. But this is strictly about our view of ourselves and how we push on. That's correct. correct. Through successes and failures. Us. Success is just as big of a, a folly. And just because you're successful once, then if you're talking to Peter Urban, he's saying, What's next? Us. Right? That's it. Okay. I got Dyson, the vacuum cleaner ah. guy. And I read that he made 5,126 different types of vacuums before he got a bestseller. That is a lot of
0: perseverance. That's a lot of that did you hear that wd 40 was the inventor's 40th try oh and that's why it's called oh, wd 40 Does
3: wd stand for his initial or her initials it's
0: a man but i don't remember what the
1: wd's water displacement i think is what it stands for
2: oh sensei that's that's what it means
1: that's cool we didn't know that we learned something no, that's cool okay which one do you have randy
2: here's one i got was on abraham lincoln which was told to me and i actually didn't know this one at all Abraham Lincoln left for war, a captain, and returned a private. He didn't even let it deter him. He tried and failed at several businesses and then entered politics.
1: Hmm. I know. I That's know that. very interesting, isn't it? I think I so. I'm not sure how you would get demoted inside of wartime.
2: He became a captain of a, a regiment, and then the, the that regiment got disbanded, so he re-enlisted as a private and joined a different regiment. Wow. And then actually it's even a little bit more interesting because – when he get, when they got mustered out, which is like, you know, they disbanded the the little uh, regiment or whatever, him and his friend's horses got stolen. So he had to walk back to his city. Wow. Oh,
0: wow. I never knew that. What um, a perseverant man. Yeah, seriously. That's
2: why I, I'm sorry. I just w- needed
0: to share those fun facts.
1: Those are good facts. Let's push to <laughs> Dr. Seuss and end on a light note, shall we?
0: I uh. certainly think so. Although you can read this about everyone who tries to publish, his first book was rejected 27 times.
1: Wow. But maybe it was because of his rhymes. (laughs) Oh. Okay, that's enough in that direction. Let's go in the reverse direction. If you never try something, then do you always wonder, wouldn't we love the listeners to tell us things they tried? Some work, some don't, right? Us. Tell them how to tell us, Landon. All right, you can contact
3: us on the web anywhere using wildcat.com dojo we're on twitter facebook youtube and our website you can send us a voicemail at 954-350-1915 and send us an email at dojoconversations
1: at aol.com and just record your voice and send it to me at dojo Conversations, guys us or you can send it to me as a text any other ways i'll be able to open it and work with it we'd love to hear from you so let's talk about things we tried whether they succeeded or whether they failed anybody want to go first or you guys want me to go first
0: um, well, of course, I tried to learn to ride a road bike and I had never tried to switch
1: gears before. As in cycle, not motor.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so but nice. in the motor world, I tried uh, the snow. What do you call that? When well, we were out in. Snowmobile. Um, those were two things that were moderately successful.
1: <laughs> How about you, Randy? Can you think of any? Some things that I've tried uh, yes. some, that you wouldn't mind sharing.
2: I tried to ride a go ped at one time. This was in the '90s, and I immediately hit the brake and fell. Ooh, um, ooh. I think everybody's uh, ridden a bike and fallen. Uh, interesting <laughs> I agree with
1: that. Okay, so there is fallout uh, about not being successful at everything you try, and one of them is that sometimes people can label you. We did discuss that just a few minutes ago when we were talking about Edison. Correct? Yes. 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 And I think we've all had times when people um, labeled us at one thing and yet we had grown from that point. Agree. But they never grow with you. They don't know that you changed because they they aren't still experiencing life with you. That's right. So it's not saying a bad thing. It's just saying that's the way it is. It's dangerous when it's a teacher, though. For the labeling. That's what I think. I think so, too. And we've talked about that many times, too. What do you guys go with inside of your own head if you know you're going into a place where the people have you labeled as a certain kind of person? Do you just put on your shark skin so you have thicker skin? What's what's your game plan? Try to change their opinion. Oh, good. That I have was a, a good one. Um, go yeah. ahead, Vandy.
2: I have a. I can't use the word because it's an inappropriate word. But I have a. I don't really care what they think if they're going to think that way about me. Forget about them. Type of mentality. Good opinion one. That's doesn't matter. A
1: really good one.
0: And what's yours, Jackie? If I find that they're just really an annoying person, and I probably won't see them after that. Sometimes I just go with. The way they think of me or thought of me from before and get out quickly.
3: That's true. I mean, I guess sometimes if you really care about the person, I would go and change the opinion. But if it's one person that you know that you're never going to meet again, I guess that's a true point.
1: And I'm going to bring up Master Collegian here because he is an example of having been labeled. He'd be the first person to tell you that he didn't go further than the eighth grade in school. And yet, Because he was willing to work so hard, he had so many successes in his life, despite what people had originally labeled him. Mm -hmm. He made a very successful plumbing company. He started his own dojo and really created a very large, very successful Rue that we all train in. And a lot of people don't remember that he was a pilot. He was. he was. I didn't know the plumbing. I didn't know that. And the pilot. Yeah. Wow. And he also played music and wrote songs. Really? And
0: wasn't he also an excellent
1: horseman? He was a good horseman. Definitely. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so his own version of a Renaissance man after having been labeled not going to be anything when you grow up kind of person. Thanks, everybody, for sharing personal business. I appreciate that. Okay, so how do we bounce back from failure? That's where we're standing. Uh,
0: (laughs) Well, there definitely is a period where you have to lick your wounds, where you just get better and decide where to go. And that will will last until it's over.
1: Sometimes it's half a day and sometimes it's two weeks. Let's not make it two weeks.
3: Yes. That's 13 days. You're not getting back.
1: (laughs) I'm going with half a day
3: or you can talk to a friend, a family member. We talked about this. I believe in the episode with Paul. Talk to somebody, but talk to somebody trusted, your sensei. Yeah. So,
1: and those two things can go together. Us. You can be licking your wounds and, and venting towards a friend, somebody you trust. I think they can go together. Don't you guys?
2: I Us. certainly I do. You know. Us. And then you can just get on with some movement. Take a step, don't quit. Hang out with friends. And you can also use the Steve Harvey methods. Fake it till you make it.
1: That's one of my go-to ways about going into a room where people have already labeled me. Hush. I just, I, I pretend I don't realize that they've all labeled me as, and you fill it in there, right? Yes. In
3: school, I watched probably one of the most interesting TED Talks with a lady named Amy Cuddy. They did a study about faking it till you make it. Amazing video. I totally recommend it. If you type in Amy Cuddy TED Talk, it's it's
1: amazing. And does she say it's a good a good way to go for it?
3: Us, if you fake it till you make it, she said that you've got... So good for her. Thanks. That's good. Well, I'll look it up. It's a very interesting C-U-T-T-Y?
1: Video. Sorry? How do you spell Cuddy? You spell Cuddy, I believe, C-U-D-D-Y. Thank you. Us. Okay. Everything you guys are saying, I agree with. But I, for my own personal thing, I think you need to look at the mess, the right square in its face. Us. And not shy away or blame somebody else or make an excuse. Like, sometimes when I mess up, in my head, the first thing that happens is an excuse pops in. Oh, yes. And I'm like, now you know better than that.
0: (laughs) The first time I was throwing a weapon called an Escrima Mm -hmm. in my backyard, I threw it and broke my window. You did? Oh, I did.
1: But I kept (laughs) looking around as if someone else had done it. (laughs) (laughs) Randy, you agree with me about shying away from it as opposed to looking it square in the
2: face? Oh, Sensei, I agree with you. You shouldn't be wasting time or making excuses. Have you ever heard the saying, like, excuses are like farts? Everyone's got them, and they all stink. <laughs> I'm
1: laughing so hard. I've never heard that. Oh, yes. That's, That's hilarious. Yes. Sometimes they say it's like gas instead of farts, but I think we can say farts
0: <laughs> on this program. That's pretty funny, and I, too, agree. But when you're looking, try to adapt the us attitude and take it evenly. Taekwon said
1: equitably, and then move on. I do love the word equitably. (laughs) And at this point, I want to remind them that if you're confused about what we mean by the us attitude, please go back and listen to our short on the word us. Us. It's out there. (laughs) I want you to listen to it. Us, i say. Us. I wrote here, I'm with you, sister. (laughs) (laughs) But before we completely move on, what do you guys think about learning what there is to learn from your mistakes? Obviously, didn't we already cover this? and say definitely, and say sorry if you can. Yeah, I agree with that. So now comes the hardest part, how to let it go. And I'm going to start by adding Megan's other voicemail, and here she is.
4: It's Megan again, and I've got two stories about mindfulness and Buddhism. So the first is called The Girl at the River. A senior monk and a junior monk were traveling together, At one point, they came to a river with a strong current. As the monks were preparing to cross the river, they saw a very young and beautiful woman also attempting to cross. The young woman asked if they could help her cross to the other side. The two monks glanced at one another because they had taken vows not to touch a woman. Then, without a word, the older monk picked up the woman, carried her across the river, placed her gently on the other side, and carried on his journey. The younger monk couldn't believe what had just happened, After rejoining his companion, he was speechless, and an hour passed without a word between them. Two more hours passed, then three. Finally, the younger monk could not contain himself any longer and blurted out, As monks, we are not permitted a woman. How could you then carry that woman on your shoulders? The older monk looked at him and replied, Brother, I set her down on the other side of the river. Why are you still carrying her? And this is just such a great lesson about living in the moment and not having regrets. What's done has is done. It's already happened and you have to move on. I really think it's such an amazing story and a really great reminder. And now the, the next story is called The Man Who Said Yes. A man went to a Buddhist monastery for a silent retreat. When he finished, he felt better, calmer, stronger, but something was missing. The teacher said he could talk to one of the monks before he left. The man thought for a while, and then asked, how do you find peace? The monk said, I say yes. To everything that happens, I say yes. When the man returned home, he was enlightened. And according to this particular medium article, this story is actually real. And the man is, his name is Kamal Ravi Kant. And in an interview, his interpretation of the monk's advice was this. Most of our pain, most of our suffering comes from resistance to what is. Life is. And when we resist what life is, we suffer. When you can say yes to life, surrender to life and say, okay, what should I be now? That's where power comes from. And it's also just such a great reminder about what it means to live in the now and to just go with the flow. (laughs) Those are my thoughts on mindfulness. I hope that you understood what I was trying to tell you. <laughs> and then I was, I mean, I hope that I was making sense, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Well, thank you. And please continue giving us these amazing podcasts. I love them. Bye.
0: I love that story. You just can't hear it enough, right?
4: Oh, that was
0: awesome.
2: True. But let's be helpful here and say that some things you really need to talk over with a professional, you know? Mm,
3: I agree. I think we've mentioned that a few times. And don't be shy
1: to talk to an expert. Okay, we are starting to wind this one down already, so yay for us. Yes. So what we can try to do is this. Realize how our brain and our ego are wreaking havoc on our psyche. Holy cow, that's something <laughs> grown-up. Sen- that's a sentence. And let's try a simple method of literally treating your brain like the pushy personality it is, and replacing any self-defeating thoughts with something positive. That just sounds so simple.
0: Unfortunately, it takes a really long time and about a million repetitions. So you have to include all the tools we've mentioned in the past. Have
1: patience, breathe,
0: keep a sense of humor.
1: Pay attention to the fact that this is overtaking you. Us. Right? See, Be aware. Yes. And that's a big part of mindfulness, like she said.
3: Push Go to karate.
1: To push but at least punch a punching bag. Us. I used that one the other day. Yes. Okay. I'm going to try to lighten the load
0: here with a few quotes. Okay. A lady named Sarah Desson said, life is full of screw-ups. You're supposed to fail sometimes. It's a required part of the human
1: existence. Mm-hmm. Which is what our Wabi Sabi episode was all about. So go back and listen. Us. Because I'm going to finish this off with Mel Blank. Do you know that Mel Blank was the voice of Bugs Bunny? Yes. Okay. Mel Blank, who claims to have changed his name from being spelled B-L-A-N-K to be the Hmm. way it's spelled is B-L-A-N-C, because a teacher said he would never amount to anything just like his name. And as some of you hopefully know, he was the voice of Bugs Bunny, who infamously says to this day, that's all, folks. So that is our mixing of mindfulness with our thoughts on Failure is not such a big deal. You just get up, lick them off, and go for it again, right? That oh. like. And if that avenue doesn't work, pick a new avenue. <laughs>
3: yes.
1: Let's tell them that we would love it if they would subscribe, us, review, and keep in touch. And we also have to do a shout out to our sponsor, Honor Athletics. Thank you, Cynthia. And you can reach them at honorathletics.com for all your martial arts and sports needs. Us. And you can call them
3: to place your order at 770-945-5150. And don't forget to mention Wildcat Dojo.
1: For your 10% discount. Us, Sensei. You know how much fun it always
2: is when you're on, Randy. Us. Thank you, Sensei. Glad to be on.
1: Time to say goodnight, Gracies. Good night, everybody. Goodbye. See you soon. And I'm signing off for now.
2: Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.